Welcome everybody to an Inside NBA podcast. I am at NBA is also known as Matty G, and joining me today, say good day, boys. It's the Super Coach Hawk and Mickey Dell. Good day, good day. Courtesy of the Standard Squeeze and some new products that have come through. How are we all? Woo! I absolutely love that, Mick. What are you drinking from there today? Yeah, it's a new four-in-one given to us by the Standard Squeeze here. So they've come out and made some wood grain. There's blue. There's pink. There's also some for the ladies as well that they've bought out couple of flash little uh, slimline can holders. So you bang in Inside 15 on the website and get your 15% off courtesy of us here at Inside Fantasy Sports. Absolutely. This is Super Coach Hawk. This is your first mock draft of the 23-24 season. Are you excited? Are you ready? There's nothing better than taking a little bit of the edge off with a little bit of whiskey in my four-to-one glass, mate. I'm excited. Can't wait to dive in. Let's do it. Make sure you like and subscribe to our channel. When we get to 1,000 followers, we're going to give one lucky punter an NBA jersey. Your team, your name, your way. Just put your name in the comments below this video. Like and subscribe. Rate us five stars and all of the things. We are bringing you fantasy content where if you're in your draft and you're picking it from one, two, three, all the way up to 14, we're going to give you strategies to pick through all those 14 picks and we're going to do a 20-man mega pod as well. Make sure you're following all our content on Twitter, on X, whatever the hell you want to call it, YouTube. We're going to dive into me picking from pick number two, pick duel. Coming up next. Miami going for the three right away. Just attack the basket. James catches, puts up the three. Long go. Rebound box. Back out to Allen. History title. Welcome to the Ultimate Super Coach and Fantasy Sports Show. You are now listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. Boom shakalaka! What's good, Hoopers? I am at NBA G Wiz and making his debut. That's the sound of a cherry being popped as Super Coach Hawk on an Insight NBA show. Welcome, 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 Robbie. Very excited to be here. Very excited. And what better place to be than during a mock draft on a public holiday here in WA? Can't wait. That's you swooping in for some good times right there. And the guy that's coming up next right here is my man with the biggest sound in TV and in radio and YouTube, the big horse, Super Coach Big Horse. How you doing, brother? Hello, my man. How are you? And how good is it to have the Super Coach Hawk, my fellow presenter oh. on the AFL podcast, here Let's do a bit of a mock draft. Get a bit of an insight, dare I say, into how we're going to Ooh. be drafting in a couple of weeks' time. We're doing a bit of a show right here on the uh, on the Fantasy Scores app. Make sure that you get to them. Mick, I know that you're using it. Robbo, you're using it. I'm going to tap in right now to the Fantasy Scores site to give me insight in this NBA mock draft. It helps to calculate Z-scores to bring your draft to life. And if you're making a punt strategy, Rob, you're looking at – this is your first one. What are you looking at punting this year? I've got to see who I get first. I do love, I love punting free throw percentage and threes. It's quite easy to punt them. I reckon it makes it easy. You can grab some bigs. You can just get some like stat filling point guards and shooting guards. Um, I think sometimes with three pointers, you can get locked down a little bit too hard on it. So yeah, I, I love like, you know, your Cade Cunningham's, your Giannis Antetokounmpo's, your Ben Simmons. You can, it just makes it so easy when you punt uh, free throw percentage and threes. I think it makes it super easy for the basic punter like me. Yeah, it really does. And that's where Fantasy Scores does give you the insight. Mick, I know that you've been a big one onto it. Uh, Mick, I'm picking it two for this series. 
I've just done the ones. We're picking through on this series for Insight Podcast Network. I am picking through pick one all the way through to pick 14. And Mick, we just had a chat before that I am off Nikola Jokic um, after number one. I'm not going to get a chance to get him. So I'm off that. I can't get him. He's not going to fall to number two. But the guy who's risen to the number two consensus pick almost right now in the last week has been Luka Doncic. Um, We like him more at number two right now only because of the Nick Nurse factor in Mm -hmm. Philadelphia, correct? 100%. Yeah. Nick Nurse loves to play big minutes to his starters. Is that going to be detrimental to the health of Embiid? Let's wait and see. You can see right here that Luka is like, he's coming into ADP. Between them, it's 0.2. I'm, I have never drafted Luca in fantasy before. I've never been in a position where I can pick him up, Robbie. Um, I'm going to take Luca and see what I can shake out with the build based around Luca at number two. I like it. I mean, for me, it's probably a Joel Allen bead is probably the way that I sort of go with number two at the moment, but that's just me sort of sticking to those areas that I kind of know. But like, yep. I, you can't really go with Luca. He, it, you know, if Dallas get a few more wins on the board this year and if Kyrie has a good year as well, I think he's, he's MVP type. Absolutely. Tatum at three. Oh, that's, but look, this is the thing. Like people are very much questioning Joel Embiid, his health, what that's going to do long-term. And if he's going to be a valuable first round pick this year, whether it's, but he's been healthy for a little while. We can't say that he's going to be out like we used to, but he's still on the board. You know what I mean? Like this is someone who's, yeah, this is, this is really, this is really having a bit of a way right now. He does go at number four, Giannis at five. Now, I know, Robbie, that did your head in because you were talking about before this started yeah, that you I'm, thought pick sticks. I didn't, I didn't think this guy was going to be here, but I'm going to take SBA, and that's kind of thrown off where my head was going to be at for this draft. But I think for, for pick six to have SGA, I think it's a no-brainer. Because you were right. Before, before this started, you were talking to us, being like, I want to take Giannis at six. He's, he's being slept on a little bit. People aren't taking him. Is it too early to take him? And then he goes at five. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought of, I think that's still too early. I think six was nearly going to be too early as well. But um, I was nearly going to do it just to make the draft a little bit easier for myself. I nearly wanted to take Anthony Davis as well, who's still on the board, which surprises mm. me as well because I would have taken him too. I think he's in the clear top six this year, for my opinion. We've got some interesting drafters with us. <laughs> Mick, what's been going on, mate? Yeah, trying a different strategy this draft. Um, going with Kyrie Irving at the 10th pick. I think alongside uh, Luca, they can both be top 15 value. Uh, Kyrie presents great efficiency with what he does, but I'm going to need to pair him with a big, I think. So we'll do that. We'll input our data into fantasy scores and see where my draft is going to take us. Yeah, absolutely, mate. It's a little bit interesting right now. We've had some some picks go off the board. Um, targets. It's your first draft Robbie, is there any targets who you loved from last year that you want to try and look to get back in the 23-24 season? Oh, look, you do like picking players who like you enjoy watching as well. So, like, you, you know, what are the games that you're going to sort of tune into and watch? Um, you know, I'm a big Lakers man like you are and sort of like getting them on. It's going to be tough knowing that someone like a LeBron James is probably going to be down there. Do I punt on him too early because I enjoy watching the games? Um but, yeah, you love getting those players that you love to see and, and, and play with and, uh, and get them back. I'm a big Caruso fan, but we'll see if he's sitting there at the end of the draft and we'll, we'll maybe sneak him in. 
<laughs> well, bit of a bit, bit of a spoiler alert for you, uh, Robbie. He's been undrafted in pretty much every single draft I've done this season. So every far. draft, yeah. Maybe not in this every one. Draft. Maybe not in this one. <laughs> you can't you can't take him in round two, Robbie. You cannot take you him in round two. You can't <laughs> take the ball, the eagle. Then the pinch. You guys have got to you guys have got to fill me in a little bit on uh, the fantasy scores and how to do this through quickly. I'm trying to. I'm really thrown off by having SGA on pick six. I'm not going to lie with who I sort of talking get about thrown off. I'm 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 kind of semi erect at the fact that. Mick Dell just picked up Sabonis at the 15th pick because Mick, he's been going pretty much in either like 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. And outside mm. 14, I haven't seen him go at 15 yet. People just are snapping him up very early at the second round because he's not coming back to him. You just grabbed him. Yeah, really nice value there. And I see he's an ideal fit next to Kyrie as well with points, assists, does the little things well. Yeah, he really does. Robbie, you're on the clock right now. Points are coming off the board easy. You've got guys like Trey Young who are starting to find form um, in this draft. Uh, Trey Young, if I bring it up there on the screen for you, you can see his ADP has been around 20. He's actually been creeping up a little bit. His rank is 38. His X rank 17. He's probably falling where he should at the end of the day. Oh, Rob, with some upside early on a guy who's slipping into the 30s so far this season, Carl Anthony Towns. You still like what Cat can bring to the table, mate? Yeah, I think they actually go well together, the two of them. That's more what I'm looking at. I've got, you know, SGA to go someone like a Devin Booker or Fred Van Vliet. It just doesn't sit right with what I'm looking at team-wise um, to make sure I've sort of got those, you know, I want the points, um, you know, the assists, the steals, the blocks, um, field goal percentage I think is important, and free throws. I think Kat's going to give me what I need at the moment. And rebounds is possibly one that I might be able to semi-punt a little bit here. Yeah. Is this happening for me? Is this happening for me? Is Jaron Jackson Jr. going to fall to 23rd? I like Cat. See, I is like this... Cat over Triple J better. Yeah. I, I, I like him better. For me, I, I know Cat's going to. Uh, oh, no, I, I do as well. I do as well. But I just. And Kawhi Leonard at 22 is a, probably a bit of a reach. Like, he's probably one of the best guys on board. And he's definitely, like, he has first round value. I'm actually really thrown on this one. I'm probably going to have to take Jaron Jackson Jr. I want Fred Van Fleet. You can see I've got him there, but I don't think he's going to last the turn back with Bain being there. Oh, do I take? Oh, I'm going to take Jaron. It's, I'm not going to get him back. I like what he can bring me. He doesn't hurt my free throw. Yeah, Fred Van Fleet. There you go. Fred Van Fleet goes off straight away. I'm very curious as to what build I can cobble together about now. Desmond Bain does produce a lot of value for me with this build. So I might be making a little bit of a Memphis stack. Is that too early for a Memphis stack? It, am I going to? No. Is Matty O'Brien going to be feeling a little bit happy somewhere? Just like the These spirit ones. of Matty O'Brien. He's going to be stiff as a rug if he sees it. Yeah. No, that's good. There you go, fantasy. Desmond Bain. Can I ask a quick yep. fantasy question, which is oh, I was going to pick Desmond Bain. That was going to be my pick. No, you weren't. Um, no, you weren't. Because oh, when Banyama off at 27. So once, Pascal, I two, was one I was once I put my two guys in that I own, how does Fantasies help me with who I should be getting next? Go up to the top of your page in Fantasy scores, mm. do your punts, have a look at what you want to punt, and then calculate your punts. So that'll create value based on what your punt strategy is. So click on the two yeah. things that you want to punt on Fantasy scores, have a look at that, and that'll tell you uh, who you should pick. So scroll down the options taken and, uh, and go from there, Robbie. Love it. Cool. Now, who you with that is with that in mind for you? Who are you going to take? Because when Ben Yama came off at twenty seven, Siakam at twenty eight, and Murray at twenty nine. I'm feeling the pinch right now. I, I mean, LeBron James is sitting there now. Um, I do enjoy watching his games. I think it suits with what I'm going with. 
Um, throw, actually, no, I'm going to go. Oh, I Whoops. Nah, I'm happy with that. That was my other option. Don't mind PG. Yeah. Yeah. Don't mind him at all. Don't, don't, don't mind. Don't, don't mind Jimmy Butler there. He's fallen in 30. He's a first round player at the end of the day, potentially uh, probably early second, mid second round. So getting him mid third round is, a, is an extra round of value. I would argue. Yeah. Who's it shaping up for? Who's in your who's who who's making their way back to you in a couple of picks now, Mickey? That you're eyeing Jeez. off. Who are you flirting with? Because there's Kate, one name that's Kate sticking Cunningham. out. There you go. There you go. Yeah, that's my boy. That's my boy. Mm. I didn't take him, and you know I've been taking him at the end of the second round, early third round. I didn't take him with this because I've taken him in my pods that I've done for the from the number one pick. So I needed to do something different. Darius Garland was another target there for assists, obviously with uh, Luca playing an all-round game. But I've kind of lent into points and some defense. I'm going to see where I go from here, pretty much. Jalen Green. He fell. Here we go. So, yeah, Kate Cunningham at the 34th pick, which is a lot later than what he's been going in a lot of the drafts we've been doing. Yeah, absolutely. Mick, I think you've just got an absolutely sensational coup there. Hmm. We've got four picks back to you, Mick. Talk us through the next lot of picks. There are some names on the board too, mate. Yeah, so looking through fantasy scores, and it's looking like uh, I'm quite strong in most areas apart from blocks and turnovers again. So people that shoot straight to the top of my list, LeBron James and Paul George and OG Ananobi. So I will – I've got all three in my queue now with three picks before me. Let's see who comes to me. I don't think OG Ananobi is going to make it all the way back to me, although Mm. I'm going to find it really hard to pass up on LeBron James in the fourth round if he gets to me. Oh, there he goes straight away. There you go. JFJ's taking him, and he's taking he's you with Paul George. So he's taking a bit of a an LA homer, those two picks back on back. At the end of the round, if 36 and 37, they're there. Mick, you'd argue that's great value. Oh, 100%. That's, that's brilliant value, even though, like, LeBron, he's an awards chaser, so I argue that he could potentially play 65 games this year. Yep. He's got the uh, Oscar Smith overall points record in mind. I think he plays as many games as he can. But for yeah, my pick go. or the way my team is being uh, constructed, I'm going OG Ananobi with uh, my fourth round pick. Yeah, I really, really like that one. That was 39. Pick 40 was Miles Turner. Mm. That's nice. Robbie, for you, Miles. You, it is nice for Miles. Robbie, you're making a lot of noises that one would associate with the bedroom. Obviously, you're in the throngs of passion or pain. Which one of the two is it? Mate, it's it, like this is why I recommend everybody get in and do some mock drafts before their seasons begin and stuff like this. There's a lot going on right now, and I'm sort of just learning <laughs> the new systems. I'm like, it's one of those ones where fantasy scores, it's like giving out some serious data, but like anything, you just got to learn how to use it, get on, do some mock drafts, see how these match up for you. Just having a quick look, it's telling me like points is what I've got to look at, assist, um, steals are in a pretty good spot, free throw percentage and field goal percentage. So I've sort of got to look in those areas right now. Um, which with me looking at my pick, you know, I was kind of hoping, I think the Aaron Fox is already off the board, which I was looking at. I think mm-hmm. uh, I've got points, rebounds don't matter, assists need to be up there. Drew Holiday. I think I'm going to take KP. KP's in my team now. Yep. Very fair. Chris Vasquez is obviously injury cloud with him. Does that concern you at all? 
like what because he had a, he had his best season one would argue last season over in Washington. It does, and I think he had one of his better years. And I know he's gone to Boston now. Um, I also think he's going to step up at the defensive end as well. Yep. Which for me at the moment, um, steals are in a good spot. Uh, rebounds are in not a bad position as well. And blocks aren't too bad for me either. So for me, sort of, I think he'll step up at that end at the same time as being um, strong offensively. Hopefully he gets back and gets in that team. I think he'll be used a lot at Boston. You don't go out and throw a max contract around for nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. Now, after that, uh, Vucevic is gone. I was looking at Evan Mobley and Jamal Murray. I am looking very much now at punting free throw percentage. It's not exactly in the garbage, but I'm just going to see what I can toy around with because this is my first draft that I've done from the second pick, and I'm going to have to take this guy here because I think if I'm punting free throw percentage, Nick Claxton right here with Jaron Jackson Jr. is going to be welcome to the block party that is my team. 100%. Like I think that is just giving me blocks galore at this point in time. And now it's back to me at pick 50. And this is where I have said to you, Mick, you know who I'm who, – who's the guy that I haven't drafted here yet that I've thought about drafting at pick 50? And he likes to party in the summer with a big inflatable ring around him. The big oars? Yeah, Jordan Poole, <laughs> a pool party. Yeah. Apart from you, party. apart from you, yeah. apart yeah. from you, the pool party. But I'm going to lean into this whole punting, um, punting block. So I'm going to go Zion. Because if I'm punting, sorry, free throw percentage, and I'm looking at my overall game, he's about where my free throw percentage is falling in the 700s. He's not bad at it, but that's a really nice little couple pair I've managed to get there. And he can be a top 25 player at the end of the year. Um, After that one, Zion at 50. Chet Holgren went at 49. He wiped him out for me. Uh, Drew Holiday at 48. I took Claxton. Scotty Barnes at 51. I like the value potential there. Brandon Ingram at 52. Another Matthew. Hello, other Matthew my dark nemesis, he's coming in. There's a lot of good guys on the board coming around here and starting to play in value. Um, for me, I'm going to wipe off the WI because it looks like Jay Williams. There he goes, the pool party right there to the other Matthew. Thank you, a Matthew of my own. Yeah, the, pool party was who, the pool party was who I was going to go to as well, so that kind of hurts me a little bit. Um, I don't like Bradley Beal. I'm really struggling you with this um, I think Beal has potential at 54. We've done a few mocks no, now. Need- this is about where Brad's going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you want upside? Do you want up. advice? Need, Do you want upside advice? That. Yeah. Upside advice? I had- Rob, I know this is yeah. your first one. If he's there on the next turnaround in that point guard, shooting guard position, Tyrese Maxey. I think around yeah, now I, is Tyrese honestly, Maxey time. If yeah. I didn't hear the countdown clock and it was freaking me out a little bit, I think Maxi would have been my pick. <laughs> I think it fits in a bit better with what I was going for. But uh, 2K took over and I'm just greening some threes with Bradley Beal. But yeah, I don't <laughs> love it, especially with him at the Suns at the moment. But look, especially as I'm sort of punting that area as well. So I'll be looking to trade yep. him with uh, somebody that wants him. Absolutely. Yeah. Again, get a Suns homer that likes him. But also you can maximize that potential if Booker goes down or... Durant goes down or DeAndre Ayton gets moves off to Portland because they want Yusuf Nurkic as their center. And that's been talk. Like that's a legitimate conversation that you would rather have Yusuf Nurkic on your team than DeAndre Ayton. But then again, if they bring in Damian Lillard randomly into Phoenix, that's fucking crazy, isn't it, Mick? That's a mental team, isn't it? That is mental. Orange Julius has gone at 57. Uh, there you go. You've taken the guy himself that we're talking about that is the trade. If he mm. goes to Port, there is nothing but upside ramping for DeAndre Ayton at the 58th pick, correct? Correct. 
Yeah, he'll, he'll be the centerpiece there. Yep. Yep. You put him around Scoot, Shade, and Sharp, mate. That's looking really nice. And, and that's a that's a fun that's a fun bad team. Good stats for your fantasy season. Yeah, let's see how we go here. Ooh. It's a bit of a different draft, this one, which is uh he took Giddy. That's who I had in my queue. Right. All right, 59. I'm trying to grab Beal and get him off my board at the moment. I need to get him on my team. I need. I need another. I think. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna pick up Paul. If Paul makes his way to uh, the big horses, we're gonna pick up Paul Ban Chiro. For the Aussie viewers, for those of you listening in America, it's Paulo Banquero. <laughs> Can you say it with the accent one more time? So I'm happy. Paulo Banquero. <laughs> Paulo Banquero. And he's waiting up big horses. And there he goes at 61, Tyrese Maxey, Robbo. Uh, 62, Jalen Williams. And there he is. He's made his he's made his way. Can we call your team the stable? Paulo? Paulo Bankero? Ah, fuck. Kyle Kuzma went at 64. Damn it. Oh, you were Damn right, it. Mark, weren't you? Yeah. You know I'm liking Kuzma around this time. I think it's Kuz season around the 70s. Like, there's a, there's a roadmap for him, isn't there? There is. Yeah, and well, I think who are you looking do, to? Well, do you think oh, he's um, do you think he's of greater value now in Washington now that Pozingas has gone and Beal's gone? Yes, yes, I do. I think there's I think the big three. He's the he's the stable horse there, and you're a horseman. He's the stable horse. Mm-hmm. He's the guy who's been there the longest. I think there's going to be enough room to share around. They've got an incredible playmaker in Tyus Jones on the team right now who can really lead that team and open up a lot of looks. Um, Franz Wagner, Tyler here off the board. Where are you thinking? Robbo, like, where, where, what's in your head right now? What position? The thing for me is point, points and free throws, and all the things that I'm not loving are the things that I've got to grab at the moment. So, like, when I normally would go like a Rudy Gobert or something, this position was sort of who I was looking at. But um, things have really jumped up for me. I'm kind of looking at Michael Porter Jr. Um, in this position, which I think I'm actually going to go because, um, yeah, my team's kind of taking a bit of a twist now with with Bradley Beal coming into it. Um, yeah, I've taken a bit of a twist. So MPJ is coming to my side now because points are sitting up high for me. Uh, rebounds are in there as well. Uh, free throw percentage is big. And uh, yeah, yeah. so it's um, there's a few there for me that I've had to sort of take on board now. Yeah, and I'm just, I'm having, I've got a lot of power forward centers. I see what you mean. Like when you start to fill up your positions, if I look at my draft, I've got one point guard because Luke is only point guard. Like even though he yeah. switches out and plays other positions, I've got shooting guard, small forward, Bain. I've got a power forward center, power forward center with Jaron Jackson and um, Zion Williamson. I've got Nick Claxton as a center. This is a two center league, so I've got a lot of activity in that forward spot. I probably need to lean into a guard and get some points and threes up. And I'm probably thinking that John Morant went. I was going to actually make it. I was going to get the stack. I was going to go the Grizzly stack. I'm not going to get the Grizzly stack now. Um, Where's Cam Johnson? Hello, Cameron. I just put him in. To his mum? There was no way he was making up there. Yeah. No way. Cameron Johnson right now. I need points and threes to offset this. He's got an incredible free throw percentage. For me, that has to be Cam Johnson making his way to my stable. Sorry, Mickdell. But he is trade bait. Chris Paul now at 74. That could really feel fill up some um some spots for me. I'm um 
do I go a safe pick again? Oh God, I'm going to do it. Am I, am I going to be single-handedly responsible for talking up Chris Middleton in fantasy basketball this season? Yes. I, I need it. I need another small forward. He doesn't get guard eligibility. That's my only thing. I probably need another guard. Who am I going to fuck with? I'm going to do it. I'm actually going to go Middleton. I, I like Middleton. He's a top 40 player, top 50 player, and I'm getting him at 74. Like, how's this? I don't mind that. I don't mind that. His house is me. Look, I'm really heavy with my small forward power forward positions now. I'm really going to lean into guards, but this is where I'm thinking I'm going to get guard value late, Rob. I mean, like, I know this is your first mock draft. You wait until you start to see some of those guards come up later on in the draft. There is like an absolute spree of point guard shooting guards that go off the board anywhere from probably, Mick, what is it, about 90 to 110. Mm -hmm. In that range, there's 20 guys that just go straight off the board. Um, and, and, and Middleton is safe. He's going to give me points. If God knows if a case of Yana situation goes down where, you know, he goes injured, Chris Middleton's going to become right there as one of the central figures right across Drew Holiday. I think there's value there. And there he goes, Chris Paul at 77. They've said he's going to start in Golden State for how long? I don't know, but there is value for him right now, um, where he's falling in drafts. Rob comes to you at 78, mate. Yeah, I think, and this is where my team's sort of taking a bit of a twist. I think I'm going to grab Brook Lopez. I need another center in there. It's going to help out. May I suggest? Um, may I suggest some upside later on for you? The next pick, if you're still there, I want to give you one of the steals of the draft you might have slept on. And I think this is someone. Can I give you a? You've got your center now, though. I'm going to give you a tip afterwards for someone, Mick. I think you're high on this guy as well. We might lean into giving you some some nudgy advice because I, I really him. like Brook Lopez there as well. I love Lopez. I think there now. That's where I picked him up like two rounds later last season, like towards the end of the draft. But this was the best buck last year in fantasy Mm. basketball. Mm -hmm. So that's a reward there. Capella off next. Um, Mick, how's your team shaping up and who are you starting to look forward towards? (laughs) Team is shaping up not too badly. Um, I like it. According to Vanessy scores, I'm only deficient in turnovers, which is nice, but I'm going to really shore up points, rebounds, assists and steals from the point guard Bloody. position. And I'm I'm going to try a little magic stack. So I'm going oh, to draft Marco Fultz with Fultz. 82. And I'm nice. going to, dare I say it, because every time I've said it in a podcast, our player goes. Yep. But I'm going to this go is... into Wendell Carter Jr. Yeah, that's a nice guy on the turn to come back to you. I like that. Mm. That's a nice little magic stack. And again, I know that, Make, I know when I first mentioned stacks and everyone said I was a little bit crazy, like you don't stack in fantasy basketball. I'm like, why not? Like we, we discussed this previously. When you're looking at your playoffs, if you finish on March 24, there are four teams that you can target for your quarterfinals and semifinals with four games each that are the Blazers, the Wizards, the Clips and the Bulls that give you the only guys with four games each during that time. Sorry, eight games. So four games each week. There is a difference. There is uh, the Brooklyn Nets do a five and three. So they give you that as well. But that gets you into your finals. And if you make it to your playoffs, you want games on your board because that's important in fantasy basketball, isn't it, Mick? 100%. Yep. Minimal moves. You get yourself there. You've got the players. You've got the game weeks. You've got maximum volume. You're getting maximum return. Smart. Um, Tyus Jones at 84. Terry Rozier at 83. Jones at 84. That's a nice pick, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, that's really nice there. Can, I can Where hear you the think- cogs in your brain ticking over, Robbie. Jeez, Rob, you, you're having you're having actual conniptions. What position, Rob? What position you're looking at right now? You're looking at and you're doing your head in. 
it's more it's honestly my brain is just thinking because i'm honestly just like working through this computer system at the moment there's like so much data here to sort of break through and i think it's just once everybody gets their head around it which you guys obviously have using fantasy scores it looks like such a powerful tool to use i think that's oh, just ridiculous for, isn't it? Yeah. for the most time yeah. yeah it's unreal um but i seem to have yeah i i i've definitely had a couple of blemishes with a couple of picks that didn't quite go the way. Like I said, I think it's just learning this system. I, I, I look forward to the next draft. So I think now I'm going to kind of play away from it at the moment and just kind of go with my gut. Um, That's 100% what to do. 100% yeah. gut is hugely important. And there you go, Mick. You, your gut was telling you Wendell Carter Jr., regardless of fantasy scores, regardless of any kind of app you can use, regardless of ADPs and rankings, you've got to go with your gut in fantasy basketball because it's going to put you in good stead and give you some thoughts outside the box at times. Hundred percent, and according to fantasy scores, he was number one for me as to who I should have targeted anyway. So it works well. So you, so that's where gut and data work hand in hand together. But then there's guys who are jumping out early right now, like Clay. Oh my lord! Did I just see what I think I saw? Please, someone tell me I didn't see that. Mick, what was Westbrook that? Westbrook again, eighty nine. Westbrook. What the fuck was that? Yeah. Look, that is. Does disgusting. he have value? Are we just are we just being complete write offs to him? Yes or no? No. Austin Reeves. Awesome. That's nice. Sometimes rebounds, yeah, because he chases the ball. That's nice. Assists sometimes, but what else does he do now? He's getting old. He can't rely on his agility like he yep. used to. He's yep. not top 100. He is not top 100. He is, he is not I top like 100. I like John I like Collins it. at this round. I think John Collins at this point, going to Utah as well. I think John Collins is a nice pickup at this point in the draft. That's a really nice pick, mate. Yeah. I think that's a really nice pick, Rob. 91 for him. There is upside for John Collins this season. Uh, the, the reformed John Collins, a happier man in the Salt Lake City. Andrew I want to Wiggins. see John Collins back in the pick and roll in Utah. If he's in the pick and roll, oh, yeah. he's top 40 value. He is hmm. one of the better yep. finishers at the rim. Don't fuck around with him on the three-point line, please, Utah. Please don't do that. Please. You've got it. There's, there's going to be – oh, it's my turn to – oh. All right. Uh, Rob, I'm going to take him only – I think that's good chat about yeah. John Collins though, at the same time. Like, do you think that's more on John Collins or that's more on the team? Has John Collins got a little bit soft and sitting out on three-point no. line or is that the team situation? Where, where else are you going to play Capella in, in uh, Atlanta? You mm. can't stretch a four with Capella, so he's forced to to get his minutes. I like it. Who you going, Matt? He could, he could play alongside Laurie Markkinen and, say, Kelly Olenek, who are both stretch bigs, and still be able to pop or roll. I think it's ideal for him there. Yeah, like um, I've taken... Robbie, I've taken Mark Williams. He was the center I was going to recommend you. And the fact that he's fallen to me now, um, there, I think there is an absolute role for him at 95. I reckon this is a top five round guy value, top 60 at the end of the year. Um, I definitely need a guard though, because I'm very guard shy uh, with my one point guard. And you can see that I have just, I've stacked that center spot with dual eligibility. I'm going to go an upside guard because I don't think he's still there. Scoot is gone officially. He's the earliest I've seen him. So I am going to take Trey Jones. It's probably too early for Trey Jones, but I'm not going to get a starting point guard of that caliber that I want in my team. And because I was so shy on him uh, with point guards early on, I lent into my small forwards, power forwards. I needed a point guard. I needed a point guard. I've taken Trey Jones with the upside there. To bring me back something to steady the uh, to steady the show in San Antonio beside Victor Wenbanyama, Devin Vassell, Keldon Johnson, and Zachy Collins, I actually like the value that he could possibly return for me at the end of this year. After that pick for me, Mark uh, Marcus Smart making his way up the board. Before that, Draymond Green, Draymond Green at 97, Jonas Valanciunas at 96, and I took Mark Williams with the 95th. And I reckon that 
Like that's a there's a roadmap for him after Plumlee's left in Charlotte. And if they play small, I think it's going to be matchup dependent. But I think we are definitely seeing the death of guys like Kai Jones and Nick Richards over there in Charlotte. And I think they're going to do that. So. And there's Houses Harris with the 100th pick. That's about as safe a pick as you can get at the 100th in fantasy basketball as Tobias Harris. So I'm in the same position as you. I need a guard. And I reckon you left a starting guard behind who I still believe is underrated. I think this guy doesn't get enough wraps for what he does. I think he's going to still play a huge role. I know who you're um, going to pick. Yeah. yeah. A little bit, little yeah, bit of yeah, purple. It's a homer. It's a homer and it's a good pick. A little bit of a purple yep. coming out in here. Yeah, I've been I, picking I him I, up I, regularly at 100. Yep. He's not. Yeah, I think he... I just think he's still slightly underrated. Look, he's not going to tear it apart, he but is. he's a starting point guard. You know what he's going to do. They're going to give him minutes. I think LeBron plays a little bit less minutes as well, which means they're going to need his offense. 100%. 100%. And again, if he is trade bait to go to Dallas or anywhere, do you want to not showcase him up until the deadline? Yeah, I'm all right with that. I'm all right with that for you too. Picking up, there's nothing wrong about D'Angelo Russell, in my mind, at the 100th pick. Nothing wrong with it. It's a very fair and solid pick. Mm-hmm. In fact, I'm going to check out where he ended up falling last year. Because if you look at his games played, what he did overall at the end of the day, if you look up hashtag basketball, D'Angelo Russell last season, here we go. He finished last year at the... There you go. The 55th pick. So you just made 40 picks of value. Over the course of the season, he was the 55th best player played 71 games last season and you've just picked him up at pick 100 now there's value and that's exceeding value at an exponential rate ah there he goes yep ben simmons i knew when i clicked on that market was going to be mick dell taking ben simmons mate you love what he represents for you this season don't you i do but he's hurt me before but i'm ready to get hurt again do you should i i should do it you should no clear about it i should ready to get hurt again yeah this could be bounce back season, though, 100%. Oh, yeah, Mal, I think I don't want to give Rob any advice. What are you going to say, Mick? I think it is bounce back season for him. Oh, I'm going to get him. I'm going to get him. Ray um, Murphy, 14 games yeah. at 100, could get some upside. Gary Trent at 113. Aaron Gordon at 114. And the 115th pick is the sounds of cogs going inside Rob Kennedy's head. So no, I'm happy with that as well. I don't mind Yusuf Nurkic at this point in the time. I needed another center. I've got a few big boys in there. Um, yeah, I like the Nurkic. I take him. You know what you're getting. I do. Nothing too exciting. You do. Dependable. Dependable, dependable, dependable Yusuf Nurkic. He's a Toyota Corolla. He is the Toyota Corolla. <laughs> but he's bigger than a Toyota Corolla. He's he just bigger, bigger than a he's Toyota. Bigger. He's just he's just bigger than a Toyota Corolla. I'm about to possibly make two huge coups here, and I am hoping that this shakes my way. And I love that this. By the way, shout out to Yahoo for the draft scouting because this is a lot of fun. Sometimes when you see these guys around your team, people are starting to listen. That's a really good integration that Yahoo's done this season. So hats off to them. Oh, he's there, and you know you know who I'm taking, the headband warrior. This, for me, is a guy in fantasy basketball who's hugely valuable at 120. He is a point guard. He's a shooting guard. He is a small forward. He has eligibility all over the place. They paid him the bag in Indiana, and I am getting him absolutely everywhere. Bruce Brown is 100% a take at this point in the draft. 100%. Yeah. And I'm really really stacked with 
oh, am I still small forward, power forward set and power forward? Okay, so I need to probably go a shooting guard, point guard again to up that. I probably need some more assists. Right. Oh. I, finally, I finally fixed things up a little bit here. Let's go have a look. All right. All right. So I'm in two minds. I'm loving Josh Hart at pick 122. You know the upside value that I see in him. If I'm looking at assist on their projections, Mike Connolly is sitting there, but I know I'm not going to get Josh Hart back. And people are sleeping on Connolly. So I am going to go Josh Hart, and I'm going to hope that Mike Connolly makes his way back to me. Are any of you guys eyeing off him? I'm going to eye guys like him, Dennis Schroeder. That's just going to throw me some assistance and points late in my draft, I think. Yeah, I've been looking at Mike Conley as well. Again, talking about Toyota Corollas, you're just dependable. He's a bit better than a Toyota Corolla, but he's super dependable. You know what he's going to give you. He's going to get the minutes, yep. um, and his productivity is pretty solid. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't hurt, and he's a nice guy. We like Mike Connolly. We like what Mike Connolly can do in a draft for you, um, especially this value late. It's value. It's just value, 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 left, right, and center. I'm probably weak on points, threes, and assists, at the end of the day, with leaning into like guys like Josh Hart and Bruce Brown, they're not sexy by ways of points. Um, but yeah, you've picked up Mike Connolly at 126. Robin, as you said, you're all about getting a guy back at value. Yep. Uh, that to me was a no-brainer at that point. I was having a look. I needed another guard. Um, again, I know what I'm going to get for sure. Yep. Mick O'Shane's on the board, making his way back to you. What positions do you need filling at this time? If you're looking at your team... Right yeah, here, Mick, you've so far shooting, managed. Yeah. Shooting yeah. guard, I think, and small forward. So I've got yep. I'm I'm gonna go young. You're gonna go I've young? Okay. Yeah, I've got a couple of players in mind that I think are gonna play fairly prominent roles. They were picked up early in drafts last year. Uh, Mr. Miller at the Charlotte Hornets and Mr. Thompson at Detroit. So if they both fall to me, they'll fit in really nicely in the team that I'm trying to build. Yeah, I like a Sue Thompson. Um, I'm really high on what he can do in Detroit this season, especially if given that role. Uh, there's one of the guys I was watching right there. Miles is taking Jaden Ivey at 129. He's being slept on a little bit. De'Anthony Melton, there's a roadmap for him. And Colin Sexton, that's a really interesting back-to-back. Uh, Sexton and Patty Williams at the end of that draft. Sexton's got points, but Melton at 130. Who's going to be left in Philadelphia, Mick? Who's, who's going to be there? If he doesn't get picked up in the last round, I'll be picking up Paul Reed. I think there's a, a big scope for minutes for Paul Reed next to Joel Embiid. Yeah, uh, newsflash, uh, he's not getting back to you. If, I, if I'm getting Paul Reed with like this last pick in my draft at like a 150 and he's going to be the nuts. starter there, that's nuts. Like this is where it now is like you. this is this is when we talk flyer picks, Rob and Mick. This is where you hold your balls. This is balls to the wall. You hope no one takes your guy at the end. Like earlier on, you can kind of change, but it's the flyer picks that go off in the last two rounds that get super competitive in drafts, isn't it? Absolutely. What's your What's your vibes on on, on KCP? Like he's dropped down. His ranking's still up there pretty high. He's, he's up been at Marathon up there as well. Like these are guys that are going to put up some decent numbers. Love, like even um, Tari Eason at Houston put up a good had a good year last year. Love that you brought up KCP, Robbie. You think yep. about Denver and the way they are. They've got their starting five, and who else do yep. they have? Okay. He's going to play big he's, minutes. He's value, and he doesn't hurt you anywhere. KCP is going to get more of a role, I think, with Bruce Brown being gone as well. I think there's. Seconds. I think you go, I got twenty seconds. Do you go with KCP or do I you think. go with Malcolm Brogdon, who you know is going to start in Boston? No, Malcolm don't take him. Don't take him. No, KCP. KCP. 
at, at 139, safe as houses. He's in the yeah. safest houses family. If, I, if, I'm, if I'm building like a hotel street in Monopoly where I can build houses on, if I can get, get the KCP stack, I'm putting a house and then a hotel on the guy because he is dependable. Yeah, he just, 140 for roles, Schroeder. He does his role really well. I mean, he was actually a big part of the Lakers getting that ring as well. Like he just does his job, hits the three when it counts. You know what you get with KCP. 100%. I've got two picks left and I'm talking all upside here. Uh, I might take, I've been splitting my last two picks between upside and solid. I do want to draw attention to another guy who's currently gone undrafted, and that's Dylan Brooks. No, he is not being drafted, and I need a shooting. I need a shooting guard. I need a shooting guard. I need points. I need threes. I need steals. I can get a couple of assists out of him. I think Dylan Brooks right now. If I'm punting, I'm, I'm punting kind of free throw percentage a little bit, but I think that he's going to put up the points that I need to help me win this league. Like, like he showed out for Canada. He's got a chip on his shoulder. I like guys with chip on his shoulders. Is he a dickhead? Yes. Uh, Do I like yes. him? No. No. But am I going to take him to get the points and the threes that I need in my league right now? A hundred percent. Because if someone's smart enough, if Buddy wins, is smart enough, he might have just snuck in there and taken him. Um, I am going to take... Armand Thompson there is still in Houston. If I look at the Thompson twins, these are guys who are gone. Clay's out. Armand's there. But the other guy I'm liking as a last-round flyer, and only because I missed out on him the other day, and this Ooh. could kook me, is Jalen Johnson in Atlanta. I missed out on him in my last draft. It is my last-round flyer pick. Um, I probably need some more assists and another playmaker. I could probably pick up someone like Javon Carter late, but I'm going to take some upside right there with Jalen Johnson, just pure upside. If he doesn't do anything over in Atlanta, I'm going to drop him. But with a Kongwu and him and Sadiq Bay is still on the board. He's probably got the more stable role. Um, I, I like what Dave Johnson, I, I like what Jalen Johnson can offer and I can drop him. And then he, Caruso got drafted. What? And it wasn't Rob. I'm sharing. I'm literally, if, if I could share my screen right now, I'm on him. And I was just ready to say, I'm really, I'm really sorry to everyone. You got hooked. Making a mockery of this. Wow. Wow. Mick, we've done about five, six do mock like, drafts, mate. He has never been and... taken, has he? That's that's the first time he's been picked up. He must have known Rob was in the chat. He must have known Rob was in the chat. Oh, my God. I have not seen that, Robbo. Hey, I'm so sorry. Who did you end up pivoting to at the end? When... I, took, um, I took Denny Avdaja. I, I, I think he's actually got a bit of upside this year to what he's going to do. U- but, usual like, mate, pronunciation. Take me back to... <laughs> Abdija? Abdija? Abdija. Muhammad Dihad? I'm completely thrown off. I think you've done the call to the dog because, because, because the second that you started calling it like this, you can see that Dasha, the dog has run straight over the second you said Danny Advia's name like that. Is that a secret call that brings dogs to the neighborhood if you say it with that pronunciation? Dasha was just Dasha was just on that way. <laughs> it's taking me back to when you actually took Caruso from me in an actual fantasy draft, mate. Oh, no, it wasn't a fantasy draft. Oh. It was a 2K. It was a 2K draft league. <laughs> it was a 2K, 2K draft league. I stayed in for a minute. I was like, I took him. <laughs> can, I, can I just bring oh, up for my next pick, boys? So yeah, mate. I, I started by punting blocks and turnovers. And the way my draft went, I didn't bring it up earlier, but I've had to change my strategy given the best players available. And I've now turned into punting three-pointers made 
and turnovers. Oh, which is yeah, it's it's made me very good in six out of the nine cats. One thing I need to do is strengthen my points and boards and assists. So yep. the best that I can see, okay. if this guy is healthy, I think he can provide a lot of that, and that's Gordon Haywood. I like that. Uh, now, Mickey, I know, and, I, and hopefully our listeners have been listening to the podcast where I talked upside picks, when I picked from one, and Mick, you were right there with me in that pod. So we did that one together. I picked him up with my last pick. This is a guy who's a top 90 player when he's healthy. He is. Like, like when, when, when he is healthy, Gordon Haywood, I mean, he finished last season at 144, but he also only played 50 games. So when he is healthy and plays more than that, he jumps into the top 100. And if you're picking him up around 150, it's 50 spots of value you get. If it, this is the year that he's back healthy, if the year he gets traded to a contender, Mick, that's a great pick. Guys after that were Tara Eason. And like I said, the starting point guard in Chicago, Javon Carter, is widely going in the last round. He is going to be an absolute coup for someone in a draft because he gives you a lot of statistics peripherals and he's a he's one of the best three-point shooters in that chicago bulls team you would agree yeah mm-hmm. yeah i do agree is he well, generally uh, their starter? he's generally yeah, their sorry, starter he, they, yeah yeah mate they've committed to him as the starter they've 100 percent committed to him being the starter in chicago um i think it's going to be you're going to see javon carter you're going to see i would probably argue you might see caruso for defensive purposes um come in as a six man um, off, off the thing, depending on the matchup, because Javon gonna, does play solid defense. Are they going to show off Kobe White to try and get trade value out of him? Mm. Nah, man, he's the scorcher off the bench, I reckon. He, he's really happy in that role there. He's come a long way and accepted that now. I think last season was big progress for Kobe White in Chicago, and his game like was successful, especially down the stretch when he just settled into that role. But if you've got Javon yep. Carter starting, you're probably going to look at Zach Levine as your shooting guard, um, yep. DeMar DeRozan, more forward, Patrick Williams is your power forward or DeMar or him interchangeable. And Vooch is always going to be your center there. But then off the bench, you're going to bring in defensive presences um, like Alex Caruso because he's a much better complement as a point guard to play beside Kobe White in Chicago because he's more of a scorched scorer. So I think that's where those guys, as a sixth, seventh man, like you could literally then take Zach Levine off and look, you could do it. You could do one of those weird things in basketball. You do a two for one and you take off Javon Carter and take off Zach Levine, and you roll out Kobe White, and you roll out Alex Caruso, that's not a bad starting five. That's not a bad five lineup on the floor if you're the Chicago Bulls. Can I just uh, divulge a little bit into our Fantasy Scores website? And you if can. we go into our statistics with us three versus the rest of the people in our league, Matty yep. Garrett, you are average or better in seven out of the nine categories. Good win. I'll take that. Rob, you are average or better in all categories, according oh, to this. Great. Yes. Yep. I am average or better in seven of the categories. And then it shows everyone else that's drafted. So we'll just throw out a random name. Your other Matthew. So he's yep. only average or better in five of the categories. So you can yeah, see so how valuable that, this tool is. You can see how valuable yeah. this tool is to keep track of where you're going with this. I think the biggest thing I take from this draft is like, like I've said it a few times throughout it. And I think, I think one thing, like if I can suggest to you guys going forward, like this fantasy score has so much data. It is like a seriously powerful tool. Like hearing you guys chat, you look as calm as like, you know, Cadell Evans coming down the final straight at the tour de France. Like, it's like, um, 
I just need a, how to use it, like how to use it, like just getting those tips, picking up because just getting the understanding of what's going on here. Like I'm looking at it. It's so strong. It's so powerful. Like to everyone at fantasy, massive shout out to what you've produced here. I look forward to picking your guys' brains on how to utilize this. Cause if you get thrown off with that first round pick, so many times we've been sitting at pick six, we're like, Oh, I'm going to have this person or this person is definitely going to be there. I know what I'm picking. And then bang SGA is there and it just changes. Yep. This is the tool you need to help you. You just got to get your head around it. And I think that's where you draw from as well. Like I, this is my draft, like the, my upside draft and this draft I, I put into the tool. I didn't use the tool for my second pick because I'm nervous as hell with drafting with Luca, my number two picks. This is the first time I've drafted without using fantasy scores, um, doing one of these exercises and shout out to our sponsor. But this was my gut instinct going for two because I haven't done it yet. I needed to on my feet. And so now if I do a draft like this, then I draft using the tool and then I try and take it best of both worlds. So always go with your gut. Don't just rely on tools and trackers because again, they're always going to be reflexive to what happens in your drafts. You need to go with doing mock drafts, do your research, know your teams, know their schedules, know their players, know their histories, know how they roll their lineups. And although the preseason is the preseason, pay attention to how they shape up, especially the last two games of the preseason and I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and say this: the preseason is important. In the first quarter, in the last two games, where they roll out their starting fives a lot of the time, and they give those guys 12 minutes, and that 12 minute sample is what you're going to get 82 games out of. Yes, the game itself can be a bit of a wash. Yes, they'll pull them, and yes, you look at the score sheet and wonder why the fuck LeBron James has played like 18 minutes in a game. But there is your sample size in the first quarter. Pay attention to the preseason first quarters because that's what they're going to use and that's what coaching and NBA staffs use to show their fans and show punters what is going to be in store for the next 82 games. It's the first quarter and the last two, unless they rest their guys. But generally, if it's a home game, also pay attention to them because I definitely think there's value in paying attention to their guys like Keontae George in Utah. If he ends up becoming a starter, there's my upside pick in the last round, Keontae George in Utah, if they decide to utilize him over Colin Sexton, for example. Um, would you agree with that, Mick, or am I, am I incredibly insane and saying that the preseason is actually somewhat relevant? 100%. 100%. You play, you play your, your starting five for a little bit of continuity, but the rest of the time it's about gauging your depth, giving your, your bench players a bit of a role, giving them a bit of a run to see what they can do. But you're not going to waste your starters in preseason, no. Absolutely not. Rob, uh, you're a Lakers fan this season. I've got a bit of a question for you, sleeper-wise. You said before Austin Reeves went a bit high. Do you see that him and there's a power struggle between him and D'Angelo Russell in the Lakers team and that Austin Reeves becomes more unleashed if D'Angelo gets moved, even with Kyrie being there? If that's a trade that make or Buddy Hill there, do you see Reeves or Russell having more fantasy relevance at the end of this season from a Lakers perspective? Yeah, well, the last thing I want to see from a Lakers perspective is somebody come in and stop Austin Reese from being unleashed a little bit. I don't want him to just turn into a 3-and-D guy. The, actual, the guy can actually yep. be a playmaker. The guy can actually score off his dribble at the same time. Like, he's yep. got Brandon Ingram-type abilities. I think if you bring in a Kyrie Irving, I think he's going to get just stuck out back into that sort of 3-and-D role, and I think he's got a bit more yep. to offer than that, in my opinion. So, personally, I don't actually want to see Kyrie come into the team. I don't think he's the right fit. Yep. I actually don't mind yeah. how the list is getting put together. And I think they've got some rosters that they can tweak around with, with your Vanderbilt's, um, what's his name that we picked up from Miami as well. Like I'm, I'm happy. With yeah. Gabe Vincent. Yeah. I, I actually yeah, like yeah. the roster with where it's at. 
Yeah, I'm really curious to see how that show. It's going to be a powerhouse here. The Western Conference has got a hell of a lot better. Um, and you know what you need to do to get better? Draft. Draft, draft, draft. Make sure you like and subscribe to the Insight NBA channel and Insight Podcast Network. We have all of your content. I am picking from picks one through 14. That was my team from pick two. At the end of the day, I'm going to read out my pick team. We'll go through our teams really quickly, boys. Our teams and what picks do you have? Mick, uh, your picks, your team at the end of the day, shaped out as what? Yep. Kyle, uh, Kyle. Kyrie Irving, Cade Cunningham, OG Ananobi, Paul Van Kittel, Demetrius Sabonis, Ben Simmons is in there, DeAndre Ayton, Wendell Carter Jr., Markel Fultz, Onyeka, Okongwu, I really like the upside of, especially if Capella gets moved. And then Brandon Miller, Osar Thompson, and Gordon Hayward. And that was you picking there at 10, Mick. Rob, picking you picked at, at picking at 10. Rob, you picked at six. Your first pick was Shea Gildas Alexander. Take us through your team, mate. Yeah, pick six, and, and somehow SGA fell to pick six. I had SGA, uh, Cal Anthony Towns, Jimmy Butler, Cape, uh, Christoph Spazingas, Bradley Beal, MPJ, Brooke Lopez, John Collins, D'Angelo Russell, Yosef Nukic, Mike Conley, KCP, and Durka Durka Durka, Muhammad Jihad, Dan Biavadija. <laughs> You're passed out. Okay, you didn't manage to wake her with how you said it that time. Yeah. <laughs> um, this was my first draft picking from draft number two. So if you're looking for a team with upside and to punt free throw percentage a little bit and grab yourself some additional defensive statistics where Luca may be a bit more shallow than some, uh, although he does get you at almost steal a game, it's not a steal a game. So what you want to do is you want to fill out those defensive stats and profile with someone like Luca. I went Luca, Desmond Bain, Trey Jones, Cam Johnson, Jaron Jackson Jr., Zion Williamson, Nick Claxton, Big coup value uh, just in the hot top one outside the top 100 with Mark Williams, Chris Middleton, Josh, uh, Josh Hart, Bruce Brown, Dylan Brooks, and upside pick with my last one, Jalen Johnson from the Atlanta Hawks. That was my team picking from two. This is an Insight NBA podcast. Huru, thanks very much for listening. Like and subscribe. We're coming to you every day with as much fantasy content as we can get you.